Welcome to Wise Words from a Stubborn Man, a podcast specifically based on the outlandish inner workings of my non-conventional brain. For those who don't know me, I'm the host of this good old here machine, Saha Cool. Hopefully you're not easily offended, but on the other hand, hopefully you are. I'm not the villain of this real-life Negro superhero movie, I'm just a guy with an opinion. So let's get to it. Man, I wish my nigga Fats was here. How you died 30-something after banging all them years? Man. Lyrics take on a whole nother meaning after tragic shit happens. They really do. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Hate to start it on a somber note, but I haven't really spoke to anybody about this, about Nipsey, or just being affected by Nipsey's passing. Because I was very much so affected. And let me let me let me take it back. I became a fan of Nipsey Hussle in 2012, 2013. Because I had seen him, I had seen him on the freshman cover, you know what I'm saying? With, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole, Big Sean, Peel, Faishon, all of them on that cover. Because I had the little mixtape, you know what I'm saying? The little freshman mixtape that they used to do. And, you know, I heard Nipsey. And I wasn't enamored. But I did pay attention. But when he dropped Crenshaw, Crenshaw is when I can say I definitively became a fan. And then I started going back and listening to stuff like uh, Extra Laps and actually what's Extra Laps afterwards or before. I know Bullets ain't got no names. I was listening to, to those. And and I just became a fan. And whew, what happened to him was fucked up. And I'm not here to really discuss conspiracy theories or anything like that. This is how I feel. A couple weeks after his death. And I still feel the same. His fucking funeral was beautiful. Staples Center. They packed that bitch out for him. His victory lap, his, you know what I'm saying, his procession, all of that. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lauren London. Shout out to Snoop. Shout out to YG. Shout out to his pops. Shout out to his moms. Snoop said it best, like... GC said some shit that helped everybody out. That helped, that eased everybody's mind. Definitely did my shit, Bex. I was distraught, man. And I'm not gonna lie, I've literally played Nipsey every single day. Multiple times a day. For the past, like, 17 days. 
And I'm probably going to continue to do it because it's like he was a real hero, especially to me. You know what I'm saying? Talking about entrepreneurship and just just a growth of just when that nigga first <laughs> came out, he looked like a motherfucking Ratatouille character. And then I just saw his progression and growth and just a full, I can't even say a full 360. I can say he got more refined with time. And and the only reason I, I just, me personally, I can't entertain any conspiracy theories is because when you truly a fan of something, It nothing could ever make sense, nothing. And to the people out there who who like tried to who's who's been trying to use his passing to fuel these other agendas and shit like that, knock it off, knock it off. I see the people with the this is why we call you. Know what I'm saying the chicks with the this is why we call you a hundred times. You're insecure. 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 They were very much so in love, and I can guarantee you Lauren London didn't call him multiple times a day. A hundred times a day, goddammit. To fuel your insecurity. So knock it off. To the people who sit there and say, well, he, he was... I forgot he said, somebody, I forgot he said something homophobic. No, he didn't. And even if he did say something homophobic, did that man deserve to die for it? Because people always get into this little fucked up realm of like, it's like you trying to justify his death. And that shit sounds like when white people try to justify black killings. Well, you should have did what the officer... That's what the fuck that sound like to me. That's exactly what the fuck it sounds like to me. But I'm pretty sure that shit gonna fall on deaf ears anyway because it always does. People would much rather just go with the lie instead of admitting that they wrong. And I'm saying his passing got me thinking about a bunch of shit. And I will say this episode is not going to be long at all. This is this might quite possibly be the shortest episode I, I create, just because I don't want to linger on anything too much. I just want to say what I got to say. Press stop on this motherfucker recording. And and keep it pushing. I've been thinking about my own like mortality lately, a little bit more than I than I should. And it's not in a, it's not in a bad way of just like me thinking I'm gonna die. No, I don't think that I'm gonna die anytime soon. It's just more so me putting into perspective that I am going to die one day. So, how much shit can I possibly do and perfect from now until the time that I leave this earth? Because, Taxon said it best, 
do shit to the point where you know you're going to have a bomb-ass funeral. And I really want to be that great. So, I wrote in one of my books because he really did help me out. One of my books says, Nipsey helped me pick up this book. The Marathon Continues. I am on chapter three of that book. I haven't read a physical book in some years, goddammit, since probably the year the motherfucking ride. But I went on Amazon, was watching Will Smith IG, old Nipsey interviews, because that's the shit that really used to motivate me. Whenever I was feeling down, whenever I was feeling melancholy, whenever I felt like I needed to get to it, Nipsey interviews would always do the trick. Them shits will always make you want to get to it. And then mixing that shit with Will Smith new shit, man. It make you want to get to it. So I went on Amazon. I want to say I bought like nine books. On screenwriting and stuff like that. And I've been reading every last single one of them motherfuckers. Just started my first one a couple days ago. I don't have the attention span right now. I have to rebuild my attention span in these books. So I literally read a chapter a day. Like I said, since I've been thinking about my mortality. I want people to realize this, man. I am literally not supposed to be here. A couple instances happened in my life and I know for a fact that I'm not supposed to be here. Playing with house money like a motherfucker. But I'm still living. Still living. And that makes me redefine and reconstruct what I think happiness is. Like, I used to think a lot of shit would make me happy. Like, I used to think, hey, you having a bomb ass chick. That'll bring that'll bring me ultimate happiness. That might bring me some happiness, man, but I I know that I have to find what it is that genuinely makes me happy before I meet a woman. I have to iron that out. I have to be set in that. I have to sit in that and appreciate that before I can bring that to anybody else. I think I found it. I think I've ran from my writing from for, for just long enough. I like to create, but I think I've ran from my writing long enough. Everything that I have done so far, the basis of everything that I've done has been writing. And I remember in the third grade, I don't know what the fuck I wrote. I don't even know what the, I don't even remember it, but I know my third grade teacher to this day she has used my writing as a prompt. And that shit is always weird to me. And I never, I found myself reflecting on it like, gee, you've ran from it for so long that you've convinced yourself that to pursue it would be foolish. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm pursuing it. And I genuinely feel happy that I'm doing it. Oh, this shit difficult. 
<laughs> shit is very much so difficult to pay attention. I took like 15 breaks today before I literally just had to turn my phone off, bang out that chapter, finish reading that chapter, and then I got back to it. And then I made this detox tea. I've been doing a bunch of shit, man. Like, taking my wellness a little more serious than I have. I have reminders set for me to drink water at certain parts of the day. Change my eating habits up. I don't eat after 8 o'clock. Regardless. So if I have a busy day and I don't eat, I just don't eat. Got to do a better job of filling that shit in the next day. So I'm going to meal prep so that I always have food prepared to eat during the time that I can eat. And all of this is just, it's, it's more so, subs, uh, it's like subsidiaries of a bigger, a more encompassing idea or thought that I was pondering. Like, mental health amongst black men like, I would say that, the, that these events have definitely taken a toll on just my mental health. And it's both in a good and a bad way. Like, I don't like feeling distraught. I don't like feeling down. I don't like feeling hurt. But I also realized that it's a good learning experience for some people. Like, I had a few women that and it was like three four women who saw me saw that I was like you look sad I'm like yeah man I'm like the, the Nipsey Hustle shit like man and they you sad like you knew them. or get over it or this or that well it's like at the end of the day G Learn how to fucking approach black men when it comes to, like, how we feel about anything. Like, I've always heard throughout my entire life about women and feelings and niggas being closed off and shit like this. And the reason that we are closed off and the reason that we don't say all this shit is because, gee... We don't get taken seriously enough. Like, it's under a condition that we get taken seriously as far as our mental health or how we feel about something. Like, I either gotta be feeding, financing, or fucking you for you to care about a nigga's just mental stability or a nigga feelings, which is crazy. Because this shit came from people that I talk to. That I have relationships with. And I pondered like damn. I should probably not fuck with them no more. Just just off the strength of you saying. That you acting like you knew him. But if, if fucking Beyonce passed away. You know how many women would be hurt. At the end of the day. That nigga was a hero. For black men. We can say that women appeal to him too, but as far as relatability, Nipsey Hussle was for us.
And all I got out of Nipsey Hussle's death is two things. One, terrible shit happens to good people. And there may not be a reason behind it. And number two, nigga, you better get to it while you can get to it. (laughs) Because anything can be taken from you at any time. And these are kind of like, these are lessons that I've known for a while. But I didn't move accordingly till they set in. Did not move accordingly till they set in. And now that I'm just pondering and questioning all of this shit, I feel better. I feel a hell of a lot better. So, I would like to put this out there. One while describing it, like, any ladies who are listening, I just want y'all to understand that as black men, we don't have any national initiatives for us across our culture. We don't have any black women rock. We don't have any. The closest thing we have is close in proximity is like, I live in Champaign, you know, and, you know, they do. Or they've done like the the black and Latino male summit. Closest thing. And at some point, shit gotta change because there's a couple things. Like we wake up every morning and you have the media that, that demonizes us while also feeding these false statistics affecting the people around us to make us feel inadequate or less than. And it was like a video of fucking Ali Sadiq just spazzing. And I felt him on that level of just like, gee, at what point, at what point do we not get the blame for anything? Because once one, I can say, hey, you shouldn't treat the, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't take shit from social media seriously. But when people present that shit to you in real life, present these arguments to you in real life, or you have women who, gee, you can be the, the, the fucking knight in shining armor to a chick. And then she'll, Tweet and disregard it as if she's never met you just to stay bitter or just to keep pushing an agenda. And there is an agenda to emasculate the black man. It's just new age buck breaking. That's really all it is. And a lot of the times... We strictly, like, hold on. Let me find this fucking, this fucking. So, I forgot exactly what someone was talking about. But they were literally like, this shit got so much attention and impressions. And it was just about black men in the hood and people who, just black. it was just about black men. 
And it was just this mentality of just leaving motherfuckers behind. And this brother put it so well that I couldn't even... I couldn't have articulated it better myself. He was like, we can't be fighting for the same black community then because the psychology of the masses is by default coonish and treacherous. How can we effectively fight against white supremacy if we aren't willing to reform the minds of those impacted by it? And all that means is a lot of the times when niggas do fucked up shit and that even like some shit you just got to throw the book at motherfuckers off GP. You don't really get forgiveness. But certain things, we don't even seek to reform niggas. Men, my fault. Let me stop saying niggas in, in, that, in that regard. We don't even seek to reform men. A lot of niggas is angry. And when you're angry, you don't make good choices. A lot of niggas is angry because of their con- conditions. Gee, I, and I know this all too well, G. If you eat fucking ramen noodles every day, if you don't have a... Let's just say that the instance of having a good meal. If you don't have a good meal daily, you bound to do some fucked up shit. So picture niggas this in all of these terrible conditions... They don't even get, there is no rehabilitating that, according to some. And as a black man, I ponder that shit daily. Like, how can I help my fellow brother? And... Sometimes I don't even know what the fuck to say, man. Sometimes I really don't. Because the only like the only person who can truly understand a black man is a black man. We don't talk about black men as far as our intersectionality, in which we do have it. People only talk about intersectionality amongst black men when you introduce, like, a homosexual black man. But the cisgender heterosexual black man has been and will always be vilified. Whether as from outside forces or people who seek to do it in our own community. I refuse to say all black women do a certain thing. I refuse to say it because I only need one example of some shit to never feel like it's the totality of something. I can say as much as I would like, I can say as much disparaging shit about black women as I can possibly say. But if I meet one who defies all of what I say, I have no choice but to believe it. And I wish other people had the same fucking approach. Like, I, we can just put a poll up on anything and say, black men. And you can list like three to four different choices on any, any social media thing that you would like. Black men, do you feel like black women take your mental health seriously? 
You can yes or no that. You'd be surprised to see them results. Motherfuckers then convince the world that black fathers aren't in their kids' life. That's a stereotype of us. When across every demographic, we're the highest percentage that's in their kids' life. Hmm. But according to motherfuckers, there is no, there is no gay agenda. And that's not to say that there's something wrong with being gay. There is literally nothing wrong with being gay or being trans. There's nothing wrong with anyone in the LGBTQ plus community. There is nothing wrong with what you identify as. The problem comes in when people say shit like of such and such is y'all best leader or this community is doing more for y'all than y'all are doing. I want people to really ponder this. Okay, so if all of these other demographics are doing more work than black men, where are the black men at? Like, can you can you just say where they're at? Because if we're either dead or in jail or out of the household more than any other demographic how the fuck can we lead these marches cause nowadays it only seems like a black man is getting praised if he's dead or going to jail and that's the sad truth man but I refuse to be discouraged by it I just I refuse man I fucking refuse. So yeah. I'ma get to it, man. Partially because shit. <laughs> I don't have a choice. When you wanna be happy, you don't have a choice of how much work you put in. When you realize that shit, when you realize you just wanna be happy, man. You can't even complain about the amount of work you got to put in. So with that being said, man, let me end this with a Saha scripture. Um, my Saha scripture is just simple, man. Some lyrics from uh, the great <laughs> Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey the Great. And it goes, Lionheart in my ribs and nigga it get dark in the den question is homie with the sharks can you swim smell fake smell pussy smell fear killer instinct we can tell let's pretend I be getting to the money ain't a damn thing funny you can see this cash all on me I be on it till I'm dead and gone dead and gone that status symbol too off Slauson boy Keep streaming. Keep doing that shit. Namaste.